Julie girl. Julie, Julie, Julie girl. Hey, Julie girl. 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 Julie girl, Julie. Hey, Julie girl. Welcome to Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast. Julie Girl is a weekly podcast presented with an unfiltered foray into all things Big Brother. This podcast was intentionally created from an alternative POV. Big Brother has a vastly diverse fan base, but the majority of the community's creative content feels skewed, and we wanted a place where we could be as real as possible and talk about what's really going on in these BB streets. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And if you feel drawn to like, comment, and subscribe, or share our episodes, we'd highly appreciate that as well. And if you ever have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear, feel free to let us know by sliding into our DMs on Twitter at @juliegirlpod or by sending us an email to juliegirlpod at gmail.com. Well, 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 here we are. Zachary, are you with me? God, it's my favorite time of the year. <laughs> and what would that be? <laughs> Fall. <laughs> yes! Happy fall, everybody. I love fall so much. I thought you were about to say, Big Brother ends. <laughs> no, I was. I was just trying to think of something different. Um, Thank you for your for your switch to positivity at the last moment, because I felt it spewing <laughs> from you. I was like, this bitch for the comfortable. No. Sorry, I'm just but waking no. up. <laughs> right. We were supposed to record, and Zach was like... I was asleep. Luckily, I woke up on time. <laughs> After we just talked not too long ago, I was like, sir, how, I, how did you fall asleep? <laughs> I'm tired. I don't know what it is, but I've just been so tired recently. I think it's from like where I used to like work out a lot. Like a few months ago, I was like nonstop. And then like I stopped working out. And I think my body is just like so tired now. Is that a thing? Like reverse... What would you even call that? I don't know. Like where you work out a lot and you're like feeling like super motivated and energized. And then you just like kind of like dead stop. And then like you just go tired again. Is that like a thing? We'll have to hit up Google. I'm sure she knows some things. No, because it's going to say I have cancer or something. I just can't deal with that right now. <laughs> It'll 100% say you have cancer and then you I will know. spiral. And then I will spiral and then I think I have cancer all night until I make a doctor's appointment. Yeah, I can't look at Google. I'm just tired. Um, but it's so wild because I feel like I've been like so tired recently, but I keep waking up at like the right times. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like I always wake up before like my alarm clock goes off, which tonight thankfully I just woke up because I didn't set an alarm clock because I didn't think I was falling asleep. Right. But, but um, at least you always on time. Right. Well, like this morning. Always there when you before. sleep. Wake up on time. <laughs> but yeah, no. This morning I had a dentist appointment. And I had to wake up at like 7.30, which is like so early for me. And I woke up literally at like 7.27. And I was like, Sir. that's wild. So the dentist appointment was at 7.27? I mean, 7.30? No, my dentist appointment was at 8, but I had to wake up at oh, 7.30. Oh, mm-hmm. got you. I, was, I thought you said it was at 7.30. You woke up at 7.27 or whatever. No. Gotcha. I'm always on time. You know I don't be running late. Okay, Ashanti. <laughs> 
I may not want to be there, but I'm never late. Being late is like one of the most horrible qualities a person can have. I hate being late too. It drives me crazy when people do not have things in order to be somewhere on time. And Mm -hmm. even though every time I'm stressed out about getting somewhere on time, we always end up making it, but I'm still stressed out because I just want things in order. But people love to do what they want to do and take their time. Then they'd be like, see, it wasn't really. I'd be like, no, you was playing around. You got lucky is what happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Hilarious. So how are you feeling overall? Every everything else good in your life? How was your weekend? Uh, I can't remember what I did this weekend. Um I think I just kind of chilled this weekend. I think didn't I go see a movie? What movie did I go see? Child, if you don't remember, was it good? (laughs) Oh, I went to go see that Harry Styles movie. Yes, yes, yes. Don't worry, darling. Um, you know, I wish I wouldn't known that Shia LaBeouf was supposed to play Harry's character because all I could think about is how much better the movie would be if Shia was in it. Mm. And not that saying Harry was bad. He could have just been better. <laughs> um, the Overall, the story had a lot of holes. I left with a lot of questions. I don't think it was horrible. If you like Harry, if you want like a fun like thriller that's going to make you question it, but you're okay with like leaving the theater with questions then for sure go see it but like if you're someone who wants like things to be tied up neatly and for the story to make sense it's not for you go see pearl instead that's like my favorite movie right now Uh, i know you don't watch horror films but i do not well this one's like not even a horror okay so it's like a trilogy that's gonna come out the first one is x then there's pearl and then there's gonna be another one called maxine and Pearl is just so good. It's not even like, I mean, there's some blood in it, but it's not even really horror. I only jumped once and it was over something stupid that I really shouldn't have jumped at. I was just being like <laughs> a little chicken shit because I'm horrible at stuff like that because I'm not good at horror either. But it's so good. And none of you guys are like, whatever. None of you guys are going to see me on Halloween so I can spoil my Halloween costume. But like, I'm going to be Pearl for Halloween. I'm so excited. I just got like this dress off of, how do you say it? Sheen, Sheen, Sheen. Sheen. Sheen by Sheree. <laughs> uh-huh um it's probably not gonna fit me but like i'm gonna try and we'll see but i'm so excited i'm obsessed with that movie and then like in the movie she dances with like a scarecrow and i think my boyfriend's gonna be the scarecrow oh that's so, cute i know we're gonna be like a little horror couple but we'll see except in the scene where she jan- dances with the scarecrow she's wearing overalls and i was like brian i'm not wearing overalls <laughs> i want to wear the cute little red dress and carry an axe around red so. dress. <laughs> is that what you're doing the yes jonas brothers yes <laughs> but anyway so that was my weekend i went to the movies i planned my halloween costume um i allowed my boyfriend to talk me into horror nights this upcoming week Ooh, i'm so fun. scared yeah we're going on friday and good, good thing this podcast is ending right now because i'm probably gonna die and it's never gonna happen again <laughs> so, <laughs> i have a feeling i'm gonna have a heart attack well yeah. thank you for your service zach i'm gonna have a heart attack <laughs> well bless your heart you know we we are our prayers are with you that you survive thank you thank you I don't really do scary stuff, but I'm excited that it is almost October and I love Halloween. So maybe I'm going to be a little spooky this year. Maybe I'll get into a little spook, but I don't I don't know 100 percent yet, but we'll see how it plays out. But 
I'm very excited. Um, but my weekend was nice. It was chill. I didn't do much. I did a lot of shopping. I went Ooh. shopping for like eight hours one day. I went to Ikea and Best Buy and Home Depot and Big Lots wow. and then back to Home Depot. Okay, and Melissa. <laughs> Listen, I have my bags. I was ready to go. I was doing so much and I'm just not a good shopper because shopping stresses me. It just, it makes me uncomfortable. I only like, Same. I love grocery shopping, but all other shopping wow. makes me, it's just exhausting to me. So after a certain amount of time, I completely hit a wall and it's like, I just can't know, I can't go any longer. But I bought so many things to start getting my place in order and I feel good about it. Some stuff I got to take back, but overall things worked out really nicely and i got to chill and had some friends come over this weekend and just like very oh small did things. you that's fine i didn't get an <laughs> invite cool because you be in you be in south what is it called you be in orange county on the weekends with your boyfriend I so i don't even try <laughs> if i'm invited it's crazy how we go back and forth depending on who invited us to what. Rude. <laughs> and it wasn't even, it, I just had one friend over, honestly. Uh, well, you <laughs> said so friends, plural. I know after. <laughs> plural friends. And I would have loved to watch the finale with you if you would have invited me over. Instead, I was with my boyfriend who, God bless his heart for allowing me to use his cable because I wanted to watch it. Well, I watched the East Coast time, or excuse me, West Coast time. So it wasn't like live, live, but I avoided and, um, spoilers. But, but he um, was literally just sitting there watching me like, why are you crying right now? And then like, <laughs> even before we got to the end, he was like, what? This doesn't even make any sense. And I was like, literally, if you do not shut up, like, go do something in another room like shit just let me watch this it's two hours leave me alone and i told you i talked to you beforehand and i well which i forgot i told Are you, you that no. <laughs> you said you would send, you said you would send me a link to watch it instead you could have been I like did. oh my god i'm having someone over but you said because you said you were me. gonna be you said you were gonna be with brian because i needed cable if you would have given me cable and a television to watch it i would have i just didn't want to watch it i was like why am i gonna go home and watch on my computer by myself when I can sit here and watch it with him and just wait like two hours. Now, if you would have said that your house was open and available and you were having my a house is party, always, I did not have no party. <laughs> you were literally inviting people off the street. I heard it was crazy. It was popping. And Taylor's, Taylor's mom was here. Everybody literally, was Literally, Taylor was there before the finale. She came to the pregame <laughs> and then she went back in the house and then got ready. Like, the fuck? Rude. Okay, y'all see how it is. Yeah, you see, you see. I've no, been talking about a housewarming party for the past, like, six episodes. You, <laughs> you have. And I'm getting closer to a point where that is a possibility. Wow. I'm starting to feel like things are together. I may and... be busy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I may be in love in OC. <laughs> you always in the OC, which is fine. I'm happy that you get to spend no. time with Brian on the weekends. But that's where you've been. For the, It's no. hard to record the podcast because you be in the OC. And you well, it's just weekends. So many on that's it's what just I'm saying. This but Sunday is even. a weekend. Sunday is been, a weekend day. We've been in LA the past two weeks. This is the first weekend we've been in the OC in like two weeks. We've been in LA well, the past. Looking at, at past patterns, you don't be around. <laughs> so I'm not going to involve you in something on the weekend when you ain't been here. Well, so don't put it on me. Show up at, 
People don't, don't show up unless they're invited. So I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't this ain't the '90s. We don't just go knock on people's doors and say, "Hey, what's up? I need Hello, a text, witch. a phone call, and it in my calendar." <laughs> well, you you still need to come visit. I wanted you to come tonight and record in person, but you were so you seemed so bogged down with work. I was like, I'm not gonna even ask. My work is insane right now. So I my weekdays like. I've always like had like a job that's kind of like a little bit stressful and like, am I, am I not going to get off on time? Like my weekdays, I just, for the next foreseeable future, I'm just going to kind of not make plans Monday through Thursday. Blessed Jesus. <laughs> but we all have those moments. Um, well, and that's why I went to sleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Well, in brighter news, I am so excited that Rihanna is doing the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited. So random, but I'm here How for it. How is that random? Because we haven't heard from her in forever. Like, right. the Super Bowl is such like a major stage. And for that to be your comeback, like, what? It's Don't massive. get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not upset about it at all. I'm very happy. I'm, I'm always happy when a female does it. I don't like to be watching the male artists on that field. They're always <laughs> so boring. They are. Damn Maroon Five. That was the most oh boring for me. Ugh. Yeah. Um, no. And like even the weekend with his like little, which apparently. Why is the I gotta talk about this real quick because Hollywood Horror Nights. Apparently, he has a maze at Hollywood Horror Nights. He's like the theme. I'm just like. How scary can it be? Like, I'm gonna be like, doo, 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 doo. I'm gonna be dancing with like horror people, you know, like, doo, 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 doo. It's doo, 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 right? boom. Like, it's I'm gonna just, go in the bathroom and put toilet paper around my face too and be like, just like them or something. Cause isn't it like, but they have those little bandages or something, put band aid under my face or something. <laughs> you gonna be Nelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna slow dance in the street like nelly and Kelly, which that music video was filmed at the universal lot oh it's one yes. of the fun facts that they tell you when you're driving through one of those little neighborhoods that little house that she uses her excel to text when she's looking oh, yeah. out the window and when patty labelle come outside kelly that <laughs> that was on the universal lot fun fact i've done the studio tour way too many times hilarious yeah. but yes i am so excited for Rihanna to do this. She's been gone for so long. And I think it's the best way to come back on a big stage like that. I think it makes so much sense. I Now that she's been away, it's like, how could you come back and make a real impact? But I think by coming back and doing a run through of your greatest hits and then moving on to a new era, that is like the coolest way to, to have a resurgence. And mm. I am so here for it. And I've always said Rihanna has the best greatest hits. I, when she does a greatest hits album, it's going to be the best in pop music, I believe. Like there's something about her catalog and what she's done that kind of stands above the rest to me. Not saying that she's the best thing ever, which I'm a huge Rihanna fan, but I just think the songs that she has had, she's had so many hits that collection is going to be phenomenal and i know the show is going to be fire i'm so excited so ready what well, i'm the memes of everyone saying that she's gonna go out there and do a makeup tutorial i'm sorry <laughs> i laugh at every single one of them like because that's the first thing i thought i texted you you did like she's gonna do a little fashion show do throw out some 
expired makeup that she don't need anymore. Like, here you go. And I wouldn't be mad at it. Honestly, that would be kind of cool if there was some kind of makeup brought into it some way mm -hmm. or if there was like a Fenty fashion show in the mm -hmm. middle of it, in a sense. Like, I could totally see that happening. And I don't know. I think she has so much room to breathe <laughs> at this point in time. It's like, what are you going to do? How are you going to drop a line like Sheree did at the finale of, <laughs> Girl. of Atlanta? I wish she would. She has options. Miss Rihanna been working. She had a child. She's ready to come back and I'm ready to receive. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Whatever that may be. <laughs> Truly. I kind of hope it is something funny like that. Like I would die. Like that'd be, I, she's playful enough and she jokes around. Like it'd be funny if she did something. Absolutely. To, like, I have play up to the memes or something. The, the, Halftime shows haven't been too theatrical, but I could see her starting like in the middle of the stage and somebody's doing her makeup. <laughs> right. And and then like I my thought was like I would love to see like three different stages and she perform on each different stage, but it's like the theme of each of her albums. So she does her first album and the theme on that stage is this and then she moves to the next one and goes through all of these different things like telling the story of her career because I feel like it's had she's had such moments that can be illustrated in such visual ways and i think Doesn't it could be she have more cool. than three albums though yes but she has nine so you could do each stage three times basically so i think it could be it could be cool i don't know i just think visually it could be so fun i'm like rihanna hire me i am ready to work because i want to see her really like bring something funky and just like fire I just hope she does love on the brain because she always sounds so good when she sings that song live. She does. I, look, I know the fun, upbeat songs. Like, obviously, I want those. But there's just something about her singing love on the brain live. I think that's the best she ever sounds live whenever she sings that song. And a lot of women, their voices slightly change after they've given birth or, mm -hmm. you know, as they get older. We haven't heard Rihanna sing in a long time. So that <laughs> voice might even be huskier <laughs> and just like. Blame, blame, blame. <laughs> just like that. Everyone, everyone's so excited because they think she's going to sound like Rihanna, but her voice changed because she had a baby and she sounds like. Come here, blame, blame. <laughs> <laughs> like you're oh, so stupid <laughs> <laughs> you're so dumb <laughs> that'd be so funny <laughs> anyway who do you think her guests are gonna be i don't think she needs any guests who doesn't ever have a guest who is the last artist that like went out there and didn't have a guest of some sort I don't think Justin Timberlake had a guest. Well, that's because nobody wanted to share the stage with him after what he did to <laughs> Janet Jackson. Okay, moving on. I set myself <laughs> up for that. They're like, fucking stay off that stage if you want a career. He has a reputation. Anyway, so besides the man that no one wants to work with, that's what is <laughs> that should have been the name of his album instead of the man in the woods. <laughs> I would cuss you out right here, right now, but I'm keeping it positive and light tonight because I'm feeling good. I'm feeling free. And I'm not going to do- The man in the woods that nobody wants to work with. Shut up. <laughs> I don't think The weekend had any any guests. Mm -hmm. So shut up. <laughs> well, that was also COVID time. Shut up. I'm just, just saying. Sh just shut up. Okay. <laughs> All right, BEP. <laughs> you say BEP? Yeah, Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Shut up. They mm -hmm. had. Oh, <laughs> I didn't get it. 
<laughs> he said shut up you. like twice. I was, like, I was gonna say they had Usher, didn't they? So they had a guest. Fergie is a guest because <laughs> she's Oof. not in it anymore. So bless it. Is there anything else going on in the world or going on in your life? Or um, what else is going on in the world? I feel like we haven't talked in like two weeks or something. And I want to apologize, y'all. I know this season has been so wild and strange and a little bit inconsistent and just weird. And we did the best that we could. Honestly, there was a lot going on. And it's definitely it definitely was one for the books. Um, but yeah, it was there was a lot going on. But I'm happy and we're here now. And I'm trying to go through Twitter to see if there's anything else in the world that's going on that I care about talking. Oh, everyone keeps talking about going outside and looking at Jupiter. Jupiter. Like, Why the fuck? Who cares? Like, I don't even want to look at Earth. Like, the fuck <laughs> am I want to go outside and look at Jupiter? <laughs> Jupiter. No, that was exactly <laughs> what I've been saying all day. Um, I love space. And Jupiter is going to be closer to the Earth tonight then it's gonna be for another like almost 100 years or something like that please back off six feet six feet <laughs> Jupiter. it's covid times it's jupiter COVID time. okay y'all don't want this we will give it to you <laughs> monkey box down here jupiter y'all need to okay. stay away right. and who six knows feet. what y'all got <laughs> back up put a mask on cover it up what did jupiter did have a mask we're like what is that on jupiter tonight <laughs> oh speaking of jupiter i went and saw gaga you did did we did because you told the story about going and being with those muscle gays and all oh that oh my god see i don't remember the last time we talked my I think life that was is, my life is such a blur right now it happens it happens but yes i'm going well, to look at jupiter when this is over and yes. i mean what are you you're just gonna walk outside it's not like it's a big to do or are you gonna go up on a hill or something <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to drive to a place where I can see it because apparently you're going to be able to see it with your naked eye and you're going to be a it's going to be the brightest thing in the sky. And you're going to probably like you should be able to make out the stripes on Jupiter and you should be able to see the planets stripes. around Jupiter. Yeah, you know, Jupiter has stripes and it has that big red eye. It's a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> You are dumb. I cannot stand you. I'm thinking of that zebra gum right now. Remember that zebra Zebra gum? Zebra stripes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was so nasty. It was good Uh, for like two seconds, though. Like the first two seconds. And they came with the little tattoos that always got like smushed on you. And they didn't actually like ever, the tattoo never came out, right? The fuck? Wishes and promises? Yeah. Wish something tasted like wishes and promises? That sounds good. No, because it was like we promised it's gonna taste good and it don't. It's it did. just it like did. for, it didn't it, say how uh, long it was gonna taste good, but it tasted good for a second. <laughs> like when you first bite into it, that shit was good. I love that shit. I don't care. And honestly, like I like gum that loses flavor because if something's like too sweet in my mouth for too long, it makes me I like it's like gum is more about chewing it than the taste for me. Like I just like I agree. To chew it. Mm-hmm. So it's something I just like a mint. Some, like, time. I need a mint flavored gum. I don't See. do too many flavors. See, I just like I bite too much for me to like put a mint in my mouth because I'm not like, an actual mint. I need mint like oh. a spearmint flavor. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, when you go out and see Jupiter, please um, <laughs> take some pictures of the stripes and the planets. I'm sure it's gonna look like three dots in the sky, and I hope. <laughs> Makes you so happy because 
This sounds dumb to me, but I love that for everyone getting their lives. So pessimistic and nasty. Well, everyone's like, I'm looking on Twitter right now. I just looked up Jupiter and people are, it just looks like, well, one person took a picture and that looks kind of cool, but I just don't believe that's what you see. I feel like you're not going to believe it when, sir, go outside and look at Jupiter. No, because I'm not going to be able to find it. I'm going to get mad. I'm walking around the neighborhood trying to find it. Ciao. <laughs> Come here, Jupiter. Come here. <laughs> You're so annoying. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited about it. And we'll send me pics with your Samsung phone. We're moving on. <laughs> Big Brother 24, y'all. We have made it to the end of this season. It has been a long, arduous <laughs> process. We have gone through so much. We have had ups. We have had downs. Like we have been through a lot this season. It has taken so much out of me personally. I have been so emotional. I have gone through it. Like it's been so difficult to remain invested, but Taylor Hale held me tight and kept me coming back. And I could not say no because her story and her journey was just something I could not get away from. And here we are the end of big brother 24 zachary how you feeling yes let's just jump into it okay let's jump into it how you feeling oh i <laughs> thought you oh um <laughs> sorry i was so distracted about jupiter um <laughs> Turn twitter off i'm turning it off okay i was like what if i went up to the observatory um, now, now I, I now I just want to get a better picture of Jupiter than you. <laughs> it's a competition. <laughs> uh, anyway, you was, are you need to go back to bed. Is what you need to do. I you know. should have stayed right sleep. <laughs> you got me at that like spot where it's like I'm tired, but like I'm awake, and this is what you get. Um, I'm not even drinking tonight. <laughs> Love that. Anyway, um, Yes. Oh my God. Taylor won. Who saw it coming? Because I sure as hell didn't. I mean, towards the end, I was like, ooh, maybe there's a chance. But like the fact that we made it there to even begin to think that there was a chance, it's insane. And what a wild, crazy ride. I'm so happy for her. It's been unreal. I honestly am like, how do we even dive into any of this? Because it's just so much. It has been such a phenomenal journey and I truly, I saw it coming. I knew she was going to win. And I kept, I told myself, Taylor's winning this game. There's no other option. There was literally nothing that I could see that would make sense for the ending of this game. Everything, every turn, every decision, everything, every concrete answer that we got this season felt right in a certain way. And I just could not see the season getting to the point to where it was going to mark itself for generations to look at and not take the not get to where it needed to get to i just could not fathom it so i i kind of felt like taylor was gonna win and even if I, it was a delusion that i was sticking to i feel so validated in that delusion because i refuse to even acknowledge the idea of anybody else winning mm -hmm. there was a moment where i thought britney may have had a shot like early in the season and then i felt like turner or monty i could see like them having a story in a sense to get there but it all just felt so hollow to me and once we started really getting to the get to i just felt like there was no way around taylor not clinching this win and oh my gosh you guys i just can't i can't believe we got there it is 
it was magical to me. Like it, it felt so blissful. I mean, it really did feel like it was like predetermined, you know, not like predetermined, like they knew it was going to happen, but just like fate, you know, like absolutely. It was preordained. Preordained. There we go. That's a better word. Whatever. (laughs) I beat you in that competition, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know we were competing. Um, Mr. Vocabulary. Okay. You always compete. (laughs) I didn't know I was supposed to be a dictionary tonight. My bad. (laughs) I thesaurus. I'm going to look up big words to use during the podcast. <laughs> Come on, Mariah Carey. I know. Zariah Carey. Shut up. Um, too far. Not funny. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate you. I forgot what we were saying. Oh, yes. Preordained the season. Everything just fell into place because there were so many ways that it could have been derailed but it just never happened so many ways it's honestly unreal it's very very unreal let's just jump into things that happened and just start spinning these wheels and see where it takes us because real quick before we get into that i also want to say that i don't ever want a season that feels like fate like this again because this was special i want like a mess again after this You know, because it, it, it with her winning, like it does feel like it was like wrapped up neatly with the bow. And like, it's just like in here, you know, like, yeah, it just feels very like, I don't know. It just Poetic. feels very good. It's perfect. And like, I just don't want that again. And, you know? and you, but we've also never had it before. I like, know. I don't think we've ever had the closest thing I feel like I've ever felt to this was Ian winning. That was, I, I was so joyful in that moment. But we've never seen anything that was a journey the way that Taylor's was. But I agree with you. Like, I don't know if seeing anything like this would feel the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't mean it in like a bad way, but Absolutely. I just feel like I don't think anything could replicate this. How could you? Like, you have to come in. Do you like that word? You have to. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to start from a preseason and be you're really laughing every time i use a word that's like more than five letters i'm gonna be like do you, do you get that <laughs> <I hate you>. <laughs> <Ooh>. so <laughs> you made me forget what i was saying <laughs> you said preseason. <laughs> oh yeah you would to replicate this you would have to start with someone being leaked in the preseason so their fellow house guests already know who they are come into the game with the predetermined feeling about them because they saw they were a pageant person and mm-hmm. spiral from there. Like there's no way to truly write how this played out. And I don't think we'll ever see anything else like it because of the intricacies of <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me so self-conscious. <laughs> I couldn't even get the word out because I was like, oh God. <laughs> I wasn't even gonna say anything that, that time. Uh, but yeah, no, Big Brother it. is like never gonna put another pageant girl in there. Are they are like good luck to all you pageant girls going into the Ooh. Big Brother house in the future because y'all are first out and I can't even say I blame them anymore. Right. And and letting you get to the end to do a speech like that. Hell Lord no. hell to the fuck no. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's it's gonna be an uphill battle. <laughs> But I'm so thankful that she was on this season and that things worked out the way that they did because, I mean, this is just unparalleled. Like, it's just 
It's crazy. Oh, amazing. I'm honestly, I've been crying on and off all day when it really breaks itself down in my brain. Like I've been so emotional because it truly has just been such a pleasure to watch. And I just, let's just jump into things. So Monty chose to evict Britney and I loved how Britney went out. I had felt some type of way about Britney all season, but she felt so comfortable with Taylor at the end of her time in the house and she was being open with her. She told her about the vote. Uh, Taylor told her about uh, Terrence figuring out what Brit Flea meant. <laughs> like mm -hmm. there were all these little moments where they were like exchanging information that was really fun to watch. And Brittany apologized to her and she was like, look, I just hope that we can have a conversation when all of this is over. Like you might see things I've said, I don't know everything or remember everything that I've said, but I do wanna be friends with you. And I hope that we can talk about whatever we may feel about what we see after this. And Taylor was receptive to it. And Brittany was like, and I'm so sorry for voting against you. I'm so sorry for everything I've done to you this season and if you make it to those final two chairs i promise you i'm gonna make it up to you just get to those final two chairs and i was like i rock with this mm -hmm. um so i was cool with that even though her ass pissed me off when she asked that question or the way she was talking about taylor in the round table because i was like you were saying all that stuff to taylor and now you're gonna be the one to make it seem like she was only doing things to make big moves and having mm -hmm. a messy HOH when it was your ass that was in her ear telling her all these things that were making her go different ways on her HOH so, because mm -hmm. you were unstable flea. So it's just, I go back and forth with the flea. I don't fully know how I feel about the flea, but there's a part of me that appreciates partial things about the flea, but I don't know. The jury well, she's out. been exterminated and we don't have to worry <laughs> about her anymore. You're right. So then we get HOH competitions. We have Turner, Monty, and Taylor at the, as the final three. And at this point in time, too, Monty and Taylor are very close in the house. They are getting it in a lot. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and I was like, y'all do y'all's thing. But we get to the HOH competitions. And the first competition was this hot dog, hang on for your life competition. And those hot dogs were legitimately tossing them around. I was like, I was this dying. is abusive. <laughs> Poor Taylor it looked like a little rag doll in there, hair like going all over the place. <laughs> Those dogs were thrashing. I was like, y'all really loaded these hot dogs up because they were going to town on these people. I was like, I didn't think they were going to do all that. It was so funny. It was hilarious. But Taylor went out first, which I didn't realize. And I was like, oh. I hate that she, cause this should be her competition. I feel like endurance should be something she could really excel at. So her going yeah. out first was just like disappointing. Um, and then Monty went out second and Turner's ass won. And I was like, Lord, oh my gosh. I Turner did not want solid Turner. As fuck, like the entire time though. Like he really did. I don't know. He, he didn't look like he was moving anytime soon. So I wasn't surprised that he won. What no, I wasn't surprised. I was just disappointed because I knew that Taylor probably would have a harder time against Monty in the second part. And the uh -huh. fact that we were going to get to the final and have to, to hope that Monty could pull out the final HOH to have even a possibility of Taylor making it to the final two. Because had Turner won that, there's no way he was taking Taylor because for some reason, Turner is just so connected to Monty. And I know they had a final two, but like Monty said in his, in his answers, 
Turner had final twos with a bunch of different people. And he also turned his back on every single person that ever loved him in his life, apparently. Like anybody uh-huh. that actually has Turner's back, he will throw you under the bus and just like run you over and just move on. Like he just re- was not a good ally to people in this game, even though he was also a good ally at the same time and until they really needed him. Wait, and so you think that Turner would have taken Taylor as well? No. And that's what's weird is he all season Turner has turned his back on all of his allies. And I thought there may be a chance that Taylor could convince him to take her to the final two. But Turner had this weird connection with Monty that he did not want to break. And even though he had all these other final twos, there was something about the one with Monty that he was truly connected to and would have taken Monty to the final two, even if he would have lost to Monty. And that was strange to me. And so I didn't want Turner to win any competition because I didn't want him to have that possibility. But uh-huh. he won part one and we move on to part two, which was a, a competition where they had to go back and forth on a zip line and name all of the competitions that were HOHs and vetoes. And it was Monty versus Taylor. And they both did a pretty good job. Taylor uh-huh. got all of them right on the first try and Monty did too, but he did have a little bit of a struggle, it seemed, on like one uh-huh. answer. But Monty ended up winning, but by 20 seconds, which was kind of devastating at first, because I was just like, she did so well. She's been studying so hard to lose being able to take herself to final two at this Mm -hmm. point in time was like so such a hard pill to swallow, because at this point, there's nothing left that she can do. It's all in somebody else's hands. But honestly, I think it was best because then she didn't have to worry about it. All she had to worry about is like, let me get my speech together in case I go to final two and all that other time prepping. Cause that final HOH, that shit was hard. I was like, it was hard. I was guessing I got like every single one of them wrong. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) the final HOH made me realize how detached from this season I was in a sense, because Mm -hmm. usually I know the answers to these questions and I retain certain things. But this season, I couldn't have told you who played and what and what was called what and any of that. Like, I watched everything, but Mm -hmm. I just didn't connect with it and, like, really retain it. So I was getting so many of these questions wrong, and I was like, please, Turner, get these wrong. But they both kept getting them right, and I was like, please, Turner, please just get one wrong. And finally, Turner got one wrong, and I was so relieved. But Monty got it wrong, too. And I was like, Lord, the next one Monty got wrong, and I was like, oh, my gosh. But... Then Monty pulls it out and won part three. And I was so mad, first and foremost, that I had to root for Monty because that man has been pissing me off time after time. Time after time. And I did not want to root for him at all. But I knew that was Taylor's only shot to get into the final two. So him pulling through and winning that felt like such a relief. I was on the edge of my seat during that because I knew and I did not want it to come down to a tiebreaker. I was like, you have to win this right out because I don't want there to be any possibility of losing a tiebreaker. So Monty wins the final HOH of the season. And how did you feel like all of this was going to go? Like, did you think that Monty was going to take Taylor or did you think that he could potentially take Turner or who did you think was going to win? Well, yeah. So, I mean, once Monty started pulling ahead, I was like freaking out. I was so excited because you told me that Monty was going to take Taylor. And then I was like, he probably would because I like literally when he said like, this is my last big move or something, I was like, this is what I felt like he would say. Mm -hmm. And so when he won, 
that's like when my tears started happening and that's when my boyfriend Aww. was like what the fuck Zach and I'm like I don't <laughs> care I don't care that he won like he's gonna take Taylor like Taylor's gonna make it and so like I was I was really excited that he won because I was like I knew if Turner won there's no way so at least there's like a 50 50 chance you know with yes. him so I felt hope and I was like super excited and honestly like at that point like I didn't even care because I feel like if Monty went up against Turner like maybe Monty would have won but I still feel like Turner would have beat Monty like I don't know why but I just have a feeling that Turner would have beat Monty see I don't agree with that at all especially when you think about the jury questioning and whenever (laughs) Dr. Will said so why do you think Turner should win it everybody laughs But see, that's like one of those things, though, where I feel like he could have talked himself out and Turner is like one of those people that you laugh at and he's like weird and like goofy and makes jokes that's bussing, you know, but like I feel like at the same time, like he's like one of those people that like he's a fun person that you gravitate towards. And I feel like Monty, like he is more personable than Monty is. And I think hearing him have a time to speak. Maybe they wouldn't have gone in there thinking like we're voting for him, but maybe his speech would have like made them change their mind more so than like Monty, because Monty on the blog answering those questions in his final speech was dumb as fuck. I was like, dude, what are you even saying right now? <laughs> like, you know, I feel like Turner could have attempted to pull some heartstrings and work it because he doesn't have the best jury management, but I don't think terrible jury hope, management. I don't think all hope was gone for him. I but did you could've. the way that Michael talked about Turner completely buried any possibility for me? I don't think there was a shot for Turner to win this game at all. I think at best he would have gotten uh, second place, but because I Michael mean, well, was, <laughs> <laughs> he got taken to the, the final two, he would have got second place. I told you already, I'm not gonna cuss you out tonight, so I'm gonna let that slide as well. So <laughs> don't get back because you. you of you <laughs> <laughs> so michael saying that turner did not own his moves that monty was the one that got him out even though turner was hoh and that turner would fall asleep during uh strategy sessions and never contributed anything and would just wake up and be like yeah facts man like turner was the kind of person that he did not fully commit himself to the game the way he could have even though he was in a great position to do so like if turner really took this game seriously he 100 percent could have won this whole thing and i think there's a lot of potential in a player like turner and i saw like we both saw it from very early on like i think we both kind of gravitated towards him at the very beginning because there was something about him that just felt very like I, like you said there was there was like a charm to him that was personable and i could see myself liking him too and mm-hmm. so i feel like turner really could have had a shot but hearing the way that the jury and specifically michael talked about him i don't know if he could have convinced them to give him the win over monty at all so monty evicts turner and says that he wants to make this one big move and he knows that he can add this to his resume and honestly at this point i'm this is the first time that i'm starting to get a little nervous because Mm -hmm. i'm like you know this is he's right like this is a big move to add to your resume because this has been your final two and taking him out in this way when he thinks you're going to take him is a pretty ballsy thing to do and i think that people could appreciate that and i'm like lord i do not want to see monty rack up you know all of these other potential things to put on his resume that the jury is going to look at and be like you know what monty has done all these things we can't not reward him for it and that's what 
I was starting to get a little afraid of. But then the, the little sound in the back of my head said, never fear, don't fear. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to fear. And That's a scary strong. ass voice. Is that what it was talking <laughs> like? I feel like it's <laughs> a <Some> medication. <laughs> i'll go to a doctor soon but you know okay. for the moment i appreciated the voice he can stay for now just play this um, recording back so they can hear what the voice sounded like never fear it's so strange so, um. <laughs> so Monty decides to take Taylor Hale to final two and I completely lost my mind at this point because I just could not believe that she actually found a way to the final two when she was going out of that door night one like you know what I mean like uh-huh. she had no stability in this game she had nothing to lean on she had no true support she had nothing at at a certain time in this game and for her to find her way to final two is unfathomable like it just it it's just completely utterly mind-blowing to me my heart was just beaming at this point so then we get to the jury roundtable, which we've already talked a lot about. But how did you feel about that whole conversation? And also, that stage was gorgeous. I was like, "This is really pretty." Mm-hmm. Um, did you? Did anything stand out to you? Like, did it, it did it sway you a certain way, or give you any other feels? No, not really. I don't think that they said anything that like really stood out to me. I think, yeah, Brittany like saying the stuff about Taylor was kind of like, what? um it was alarming to me yeah there wasn't a ton that truly stood out um but i would it did make me a little nervous because the energy around taylor felt kind of strange at times Mm -hmm. and the energy around monty felt pretty solid like everything they were saying were pretty clear and it made sense and coming from the big brother we're used to monty's game is the game that wins and it's just point blank and period you know so i just felt like uncomfortable because we're so used to that kind of behavior and those kind of decisions and this kind of gameplay and these kind of comp wins being the thing that's rewarded and mm-hmm. it made me it made me really really nervous so then we get to the jury questions and this is when my nerves start to go away a little bit <laughs> because mm-hmm. taylor really bodied these questions at one point she even answered her question and the question they asked monty and i was like mm-hmm. you gotta come on girl and like put it in the work because she was really just really laying it out and in a personal way, like a personable way. There was like a connection she was making with people when she was like, Indy, you look so cute, girl. Like she, there were so little, many little moments that she was like connecting with them before she even answered the question. And then when she answered the question, things were very clear and she made her game very personal to her and expressed it from her point of view, which, you know, obviously that's all she knows, but she did it in a way that actually felt valuable. And in comparison to Monty, Monty kept bringing up things that happened in like week five, like nobody really cares about anymore at this Mm -hmm. point. And those are the things that were your biggest blunder or your biggest move. Like they didn't really shine and he didn't really sell it and he didn't really connect. And and in the the round table, one thing Terrence said when he was saying that Monty felt like a salesman, like he never really connected to him. And Mm -hmm. I was surprised by that because I felt like they had kind of clicked at some point, but Mm -hmm. I completely understood what he was saying. And honestly, Terrence was saying a lot of good things this whole night. And I'm like, I feel like when they get out of the house, 
everybody just gets on the right page for some reason. Maybe they just mm-hmm. know that that they did wrong and kind of see the the wrong their wrongs and try to right their wrongs. But mm-hmm. I was surprised by Terrence's take on Taylor. Um, but yeah, I did not like the way that Monty handled those questions at all. I don't know. I felt like he was just saying the same thing over and over again. Like I was like, yeah. okay, something else, something else, dude. <laughs> like what? And it was like, I don't know. And then he just kind of like, at the end, would just kind of get that like, yeah, look, like, yeah, I just did that. I'm like, sit the fuck down. Absolutely. Like, and I heard Brittany ringing in the back of my mind saying how Monty was getting so cocky and getting sloppy with his social game and felt like there was no mm-hmm. way he wasn't going to win. And I was like, this is the energy that he's giving. Like, yeah. he just seems so sure that what he's saying is going to clinch this win for him but he's not reading the room and all season he's lacked self-awareness and sitting beside Taylor, who is one of the most self-aware people that we've seen in the game. It's like, just makes it so much louder. Like you just see it so much brighter on Monty and you're just like, child, this ain't looking too bright for you, sir. (laughs) It was rough to watch in a sense. And even like he was fumbling over words at times, he just didn't feel connected. It was it was kind of weird. And then Taylor even getting to the point where she was like saying, I'm the blockbuster. And if you sit by me, you're going home. <laughs> and she was like, you Good better luck. watch out. Oh, yeah. Good oh, luck. Yeah. <laughs> you better watch out, Monty. <laughs> I was like, you better eat him up, Taylor Hale. Like, come on. So then we get to the final speeches and Monty goes first. He talks. I mean, there were words. I was very irked by the way that he presented his argument and his speech because mm-hmm. he was like, if you want to, if you want somebody who's won all of these competitions, if you're looking for the, like, he literally sounded like a car sales commercial. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a good deal, come on down to Monty's car lot. <laughs> like it was, it was so cold and like, it, uh, also hilarious because he ta- he called Taylor cold all season, but it's like, sir, do you realize that you are lifeless in in this speech right now? Like, you're giving me nothing. Even yeah. like we don't care about all of this. Like, just it was just strange. What did you think about his speech? Oh yeah, no, it was so awkward. It was so weird and like very yeah, like you said, <clears throat> very like salesman. And it's like, no, thank you. I can mind it myself. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Uh, yeah I hate shit like that um and it it was just weird it just felt very strange a weird way to go it was and just I felt like he made it such a me 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 thing and didn't Mm -hmm. really talk about his journey and talk about the things that he had to overcome or like the like the adversity in his game or it was just about I I had these comp wins I did this I did that and it's like I get it but I think you're missing part of the the process of connecting to a jury that you want to get on your side. It was just wasn't right, which honestly, yeah. thank you, Monty. Thank you for not doing what you needed to do, because honestly, any other season you would have taken this game, but you just made way for the best speech of all time to come through mm-hmm. and completely overshadow any and everything that came out of that mouth. Them crusty lips could not compete with what came out of Taylor Hale's Thank mouth God she got to go second. Thank God, they really set him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you choose to sit there, Monty? Because <laughs> Taylor Hale stood up 
and truly gave a beautiful, resounding speech in the Giovanni outfit that they mocked her for. Jury members, I am someone who has won three competitions, two of them including HOHs, but I'm so much more than the wins I have had. I've proven I can win and wield power, but I'm more than my wins in this game. Monty may have more blood on his hands than me, but as someone who has sat on this eviction block six times on an eviction night, I have bled out the most in this game, but I have bandaged myself together every single time and gotten up and continued to fight because like so many other women in the world, that is what we have to do to get to the end. We have to take care of ourselves and put ourselves first while also looking out for the rest of the ones who are behind us. I have have been falsely accused and unjustly accused of using someone's mental health as a piece in this game, as someone's sick mother as a piece to use in this game. I've been called the B word so many more times in this house than I have in my real life. Not to mention there was an attempted all-white alliance formed and I had to sit on the block, was left on the block next to the person who tried to form that alliance. I have overcome so much in this game and I've come to understand that I am not a shield. I am a sword. I am not a victim. I am a victor. And if there is one word that is going to describe the entire season, it is resiliency. And if you are to ask yourself who the most resilient person of this season has been, it is me. We can have the same Big Brother wins that we've had in the past, but I am challenging you jury members. I thought I would humbly ask you for your vote, but I'm challenging all of you to decide what type of winner you want to have this year. Do we want the same thing where we see evictions and comp wins be the path to success? Or do we want a winner where we choose resiliency, we choose persistence as the reason to win this game? I have never given up on myself and I refuse used to do it tonight when I'm sitting next to such a strong competitor. Jury members, I am challenging you to make the hard decision and change the course of this game and choose progress for the course of this game. I can be the winner of this season, and I promise you will not do it in vain if you choose me tonight. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you both. All right, jurors. I was completely blown away. Where are your thoughts about this speech? Oh, it was incredible. Are you kidding me? It's like one of the best speeches, I think that's ever happened in the big brother house. Like she literally said everything she needed to say for herself and then called out everybody for their bullshit, bringing up even like the fucking Paloma shit, you know, the- um, Mental health. The mental health of the, um, or the mother of that woman. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm to whatever her sick her name mother. Is. Yeah, her sick mother, um, you know. Kyle's racism, like literally right. calling out like everything. Everything. Yeah, like, she literally stood up for herself. And it was like not only is she selling herself, but also standing up for herself and being like, that's not right. But like I still sat through it and like dealt with it. And I'm still here. Like, I don't know. It was just so it like just encompassed everything. And it's like wild because it's just her in the house. Like she hasn't seen our tweets. She doesn't know what we've been talking about. And she literally summed up everything that we've been saying on the outside. Wow, truly the awareness is crazy. It's so crazy. And this was something about Taylor all season is she always just felt and could know what she needed to say or what she needed to do to smooth something over. It was this just like innate sense she had. And it was such a cool thing to watch 
but absolutely in this speech she really covered it all and honestly you saying she hadn't seen our tweets she hadn't seen anything but she was on the same page as us a hundred percent and she brought everything to the surface and I was honestly blown away when she mentioned some of those things because mm -hmm. in this final speech you don't really want to offend people not saying this was offending people but these things were things that they and their friends did to her mm -hmm. and that could make you uncomfortable but when you're confronted with the truth of what you've done to someone and they use it to build a case for how they've overcome it it's like how can you be mad at that because it just it, it offers such a space to, for her to really show her growth and to show her character and it's hard to not just like connect to that even if you are the person that did it to her and yeah. it was so just like emotional to listen to i when she when she said these things my arms were just like oh my god oh 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 like i was so shook that she attacked the speech the way that she did it was so beautiful and her basing it on resilience the word of the day for her like i love that word i've always loved that word brilliance and resilience used to be something i would love to say all the time so hearing her talk about being resilient so much, saying she's not a shield and she is a sword, which was something that Joseph said to her. She, he mm -hmm. said, you are this, you are not a shield, you are a sword. And for her mm -hmm. to incorporate that into her speech was so beautiful, especially with the time that she spent with Monty, but nothing about Monty has, has affected her in like a way that she incorporated it into her world in a sense, but something Joseph said to her made its way into this this really important speech and i thought that was such a beautiful mm -hmm. tribute in a way yeah and like her saying resilient i only think of was um she was listening to smile by Katy perry when michael had it because i love that song oh. <laughs> i always hear rihanna brilliant resilient fan mail for 27 million well also speaking of resilience i after the finale and everything last night i watched the part three of the real housewives of atlanta finale uh, mm -hmm. uh reunion and andy asked everyone what their takeaway from the season was and kenya says resilience and i was like mm -hmm. what and she goes into this thing talking about how how you can go through a dark time and come out a better person and learn to lead with love and all of these things but resilience was the core of what she was saying and i was like what are the odds that another black miss michigan would be on tv the same night as taylor and also like say these exact words that taylor said in her speech and 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 this was taped weeks ago. So it's mm -hmm. like the correlation of everything just lined up so beautifully. Mm -hmm. And like it you said, Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> the stars have aligned, like literally in the sky. You can go out right now and look, mm -hmm. the stars have aligned. And it it, it just blew my mind <laughs> that that would happen that way. Why are you giggling? I was gonna make a joke, but it's not funny. Um, what was the joke? I was gonna say the stars weren't blind that night. Yeah, that they was had not them glasses funny. off. <laughs> the glasses is funny. I love personifying things like anything that ain't real, and you give it some glasses or whatever. That is hilarious to me. Put them glasses on, and they're like, "Let us align real quick. <laughs> Get in line. Get information." <laughs> <laughs> and then for Taylor to also 
say that she wanted to humbly ask for your vote, but I'm going to challenge you. What type of winner do you want? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, because this is her pressing them. She is giving, taking them to task, saying, look, we can do what we've done in the past. We can talk about comp wins. We can talk about all of these other things that usually build a winner, but we are in a space right now in front of us in this very second where we can choose progress. Those words have been in my head all day and truly inspire me because you ha I, I love choices in general. Everybody has choices to make and you can make the choice to choose progress if you want to, and you can inspire others to do the same. And so for her to use this time to truly push for that is so special. And I also love the fact that none of this felt like a personal gain for her. It didn't feel like she was trying to win to get this $750,000 simply for that. There was so much more wrapped into it and it felt personal to her to the point where she shows it that you can't help but feel personal for you. And mm -hmm. that is such a skill and just like something that everyone does not have. And it was so beautiful to listen to her walk through this speech and to be so empowered as a woman and want to empower women and has talked about it all season and was not in the girls girls but still tried to stick with the girls and even though those girls treated her like shit she never once turned her back on them even uh -huh. jasmine's ass she didn't want to put jasmine on the block and there were so many moments that taylor could have succumbed to the the foolery going on around her but she stayed so poised and so just beautiful and inside outside on all fronts and it was it's it's inspiring to me as a, on a human level because we don't see that very often it was, ugh, I could talk about it forever. And I, I've been watching it over and over again. And honestly, it makes me cry more now when I watch it than I did when I saw it the first time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's overwhelming. I've never seen anything like it. And I just never, she just seemed like she was on another wave. Like it just carried her. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how does this, where does this come from? And and that wow. Taylor karma, like, just, ugh, it's just a beautiful situation. I just, it's overwhelming. Any other thoughts on, on this incredible final speech? No. <laughs> I was like, do I? No. I mean, yeah, it was incredible. It was, it was phenomenal. And she truly has pushed to change what the future is going to look like for this game because people don't usually take the strategy that she's taken or that she was forced into and been able to make it into something valuable and they're gonna be like now, get the outcast out now <laughs> <laughs> right we don't like want no pageant queens we don't want no outcasts <laughs> We ain't putting Zach on there because he gonna do that exactly. Really? Where's the losers at? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna keep the big boys. <laughs> yeah, no. But she, 
the, it's going to be really interesting to see how people value games and what a social game looks like. And if you can win based on a social game, if that's all you have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, and last year people said that Aza deserved a shot to win because she played a great social game. And I'm not going to de- discredit Aza's game, but <laughs> I hate when it people say this. that. It wasn't this. <laughs> it wasn't this in the slightest. Like, I, I, I was gonna say I hate when people say I'm not gonna discredit something or I'm not gonna do something and then turn around and do that thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I, I don't mean any disrespect. We won't discredit it. I would just say it wasn't this. No, she it's, had a fine game. It just wasn't this. I the don't think adversity it was, the was yeah. not there in the same way that it was for Taylor. She didn't have to use social to truly survive. She never had to truly fear for her life in the game. She mm-hmm. was in a power position from the very beginning. So there's really no comparison in the thought of someone's social game when they're coming into a game from the point of view that Aza was in, in comparison to the way Taylor has had to fight this season. And so I think that it does take the idea that Oz, the idea that was around Aza's social game and show you what a social game that deserves to win looks like. And I don't mean that in a, in a disrespectful way, but like I think that it really just fleshes out what a social game looks like. We get to the vote and as everybody's putting their keys into the box, how are you feeling about the way that this vote is going? Like, did you oh, feel after, like they were voting for Taylor? Or oh my God, yes. After that speech, I was like, there's no way she's not gonna win. There's just Oof. absolutely, and just everybody's face when she was giving that speech. I was absolutely. like, there's no way this girl is not gonna win. And I didn't question it at all. When they were going up there, all of their comments just made me more confirmed in the fact that she was going to win. Absolutely. I was like, There's absolutely no way this man is going to beat her. And shout out to the man in the audience who was like, Woo! right yeah. when she finished. Because I was mm-hmm. like, yes, that would have been me. Because how do you not woo whenever you are in a situation where woo is the only thing that needs to be said mm-hmm. after you've heard that? Because woo, we girl. And like, honestly, at this point, it doesn't matter. Let the fucking crowd clap if they want to clap. You know? Like, absolutely. Th- it deserved a clap. It deserved a lot more than it got, but mm-hmm. it it resonated from every angle in Honestly, the real I'm world. I'm upset that Julie didn't clap. <laughs> <laughs> what if she did? She was like, can what I vote did? too? <laughs> right. I'm um, actually which, not going to vote. I'm just going to pick the winner right now. Um. <laughs> right. Speaking of Julie, I didn't read all of her interview today, but Julie got, has got to get it together. They A, either need to stop letting Julie do interviews without them being vetted mm-hmm. or get her some kind of training because she was talking about Taylor's win and saying how she loved that Taylor didn't have to use the race card or the woman card, the gender card. And I was like, Julie, First and foremost, the cards don't exist. They are who you are. Your identity is a thing that you are bound to every day of your life. And it informs everything that you deal with in your life. So using who you are to express your perspective is not a card. It is simply an experience that should be valued. And calling Mm -hmm. it that is such, it's devaluing and degrading. And I hate that people say those things. And especially in a space where we're dealing with race issues and uh, we're dealing with racism on the show. It's like, come on, do better, please, please. Right. I beg of you. It's and it, it's honestly not hard to do better. You got all the internet you could ever want and all the information you could ever need. 
Please, please, Julie Chen, we're done, girl. Keep get please. it together, Moonbez. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> shut up. Please, you sound you sound like Mae West. <laughs> I've been, I've been watching a lot of old girl. I've been watching a lot of old movies. So. <laughs> so anyway, we get to the vote, and I at this point, whenever Joseph said he he's voting for the face and the sword, I was like yes, and even like. And when Britney said, oh, I've been looking for that week 10 vote. Oh, I think I found it or whatever. Like, oh, is that every... what she said? I was like, what yeah. did she She was saying because she voted for Taylor to go home that week. And then she lied to Taylor and Taylor didn't know if it was Turner or Britney. So that's what she was kind of alluding to in that time. So it was all of these things that kind of, and at a certain point I was like, Taylor just won this game. Like who gives a damn about the pre-jurors? We do not need to hear from them. Please get to the vote. Because after they they only have like two words. And then, ooh, fuck Daniel being like, "Uh, it was boring for a little while and then it got good. Uh, I was like, sir, you have literally been shitting on it the entire time. You did not, like you were such a little, kiss ass motherfucker looking nasty as shit someone called him pacifier teeth and i was screaming <laughs> i was like y'all are not wrong that is so funny <laughs> i literally hate him and i honestly give the pink girl whatever her name is i really can't remember her name who is the pink girl the girl that looks like pink she got the pink hair oh. the cop <laughs> Nicole. Like, let her, she did, they did not ask her no questions. I would rather <laughs> them ask her something than give him another chance to talk because seriously, shut up. Absolutely. He brought nothing that is worth is of value, honestly. And I never want to hear from him again. And I just don't understand why you want to embrace being that that just like Ugh, person like and then he came into the game in such a different way but when he found out that he was the villain or whatever he's just trying to embrace it he has these stupid shirts now that say oh, I saw something about clowns clown. or whatever it's like i want to know how much money he made he probably made like ten dollars off of it like <laughs> who is buying those ugly ass shirts with some clowns on it so stupid <laughs> whatever y'all anyone who was supporting that man you should be ashamed. Be, Don't re-evaluate. ever let me see that shirt in person because I'm going to ask you a question about it. And it's I, not me too. Nice. Absolutely not. And this is why I had no interest in being around anything Big Brother really because I don't want to see these people. I truly dislike 90% of this cast, specifically a Daniel, specifically an Amira who, girl, get your life together. Bringing up the showmance in your one moment to talk. Like, girl, shut up. And then them panning to Joseph and then um, Taylor saying that she saw Joseph's face when that was said and it like broke her heart. And it's just like, y'all are so messy. And that's why your asses got voted out when you did because they would have run the game had things been differently. But you know what? That pre-jury is honestly the most delicious thing still to this day because all of them hoes deserve to go because truly the bottom of the barrel. Ugh. Just, ugh. Ugh. Was there anything else of importance that happened before they read the vote? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) 
they talked about their their jobs, which girl, we don't really care. Um whose jobs? Like people being lawyers and oh, all of the above. Dumb. Except Joseph. His little smiles are so cute. He's so he's adorable. So adorable. He it's like, like a little kid. I want to pinch, like pitch his cheeks. Absolutely. There's something so sweet about the way that he communicates. I'm just like, oh. Um, so yes, then we get to the vote. And at this point, I'm so nervous. I'm just like, oh my gosh, she is legitimately about to do this. I cannot even like, oh my gosh. And they start to read the votes. And the first vote from Monty, from Turner's ass. I was like, sir, <laughs> you heard this whole speech. You felt all this energy and you still want to vote for Monty who just voted you out. Like, I get it, I guess. But it just felt confused, which honestly people were saying that Turner's whole game was not really a game of agency, a game of control. He kind of just went along with what he felt. And in his exit interviews, he was saying, I asked the the jurors during the, the, the commercial break who they were all voting for, because apparently they were voting together or whatever, and they wouldn't tell me who they voted for. So I just took a guess to try to be on the right side of the vote. It was on the wrong side of the vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, turn, turn, you really be struggling, young man, right. but bless your heart. So they start reading the votes and it's Taylor, 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 Taylor. And Taylor Hale is the winner. It's actually winner. Monty, Taylor, 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 Taylor. <laughs> well, I already said Monty, okay? Okay. I just That's why I didn't need to repeat. I just want to make sure we give the people the correct information. <laughs> <laughs> it was Taylor, 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 Taylor. <laughs> She Taylor Hale. <laughs> I wish she would have won unanimously. Taylor Hale is the winner of Big Brother 24. And I was completely blown away. Like the tears, the I was overcome. I just could not believe that she actually pulled it off. It was the most poetic, the most important win of the show's history. It it was completely overwhelming. And then turn around and they announce America's favorite player and Taylor wins that as well. And I was just like, oh, she came and she conquered. The girl was getting her things and leaving with her things. All of these people came to play this game and Taylor took everything. She everything. took the whole bag, said none for you bitches. Y'all treated me like shit this entire season. I'm taking $800,000 and my cruise and I'm leaving. <laughs> and I said, yes, ma'am. Come on, girl. Joseph on that cruise. Oh, that would be cute. But she needs to take her mama or somebody else. No, she needs to take it's a love cruise. <laughs> Is it on the love boat? What if I it think was? So. Isn't it on like some like love boat or something? Or was it just sponsored by that show? I, I think it was, it was just sponsored boat. by it, but what if it was like a romantic cruise? It'd be like, y'all gotta... She don't need to be taking her mom. She needs to take what's his that name? That would be cute. <sighs> Taylor Hale won Big Brother 24 and I am so overwhelmed, so overjoyed, and I could not have asked for anything better, honestly. And it was a historic win. She is the first Black woman to win Big Brother proper, period, US or Canada, the full game. She is the first in 22 years. And to make it even sweeter and to make it tie in in this unreal beautiful way it was 20 years to the day that daniel reyes lost big brother three 
And Daniel Reyes was the first black woman to make final two and should have won Big Brother 3. But at that time, the jury wasn't sequestered. So when they saw the things that Danielle said about them and the way that she played the game and the dirty things that she did, they wanted to stick it to her and not vote for her to win. And that's why the jury is sequestered to this day. So it was a massive loss for the game. And for Taylor to win 20 years to the day is so poetic. Like, just, you just can't write it. You can't, you truly cannot. And she's the first person to ever win Big Brother and America's Favorite House Guest, which is just like, I didn't even know it was possible. People have said for such a long time that if you win the main prize that you can't win AFP. So... I was just like, this is well. Incredible. Thank God you can, because if fucking Kyle would have won, I would have <sighs> like thrown my television. I was sick. I was like, listen, I am so happy right now. I'm not even gonna give it the energy, but I was pissed because I was, I was so just bad. like, how I I would I was hoping that it was gonna be Joseph, Michael, and Taylor, and I mm-hmm. understood Michael because he I mean he broke records this season. He played a great game. And he deserves that. But Kyle, the racists really love to come out and support a racist and to shove it in people's faces that racism doesn't exist or y'all are doing all this and why does race matter? Why does everything have to be just the most brainless bullshit you can think of? So the fact that Kyle gets any validation out of this is really infuriating. And I hate that he can come out of the house and feel like he, he did something right because to get America on your side, clearly you've done something right, but he's going to quickly find out that the part of America he has on his side is a part of America that most people don't really want on their side, honestly, especially for the reasons that they wanted to be on your side. If you can sleep at night knowing that people were on your side because of your racism, that's a problem. So I, I, I would love to hear from Kyle and see what his thoughts are on that. If he has grown has found an understanding of what he did like i i would be interested in that and to see how he moves forward and if he would have won i hope that he would have donated the money to some organization or something because that would have been such bullshit. but crises averted taylor hale took it home eight hundred thousand dollars the biggest amount of money that anybody has ever won in this game another point in history this is the third black woman in the row to win america's favorite which is also unreal davon tiffany taylor just beautiful she's also the first person since big brother six which was like 15 16 years ago to lose both parts of the final hoh make it to the final two and still win like Mm -hmm. And Monty and Taylor were the was the first time that there was a black man and a black woman sitting together in the final two. It was a lot. You know, I've been discussing diversity in Big Brother for a long time. Anybody who's listened to this podcast or anybody who knows me knows that Big Brother has been a massive part of my life since I was 10 years old, nine or 10 years old, a literal child. So all of those years I would watch the show and I would never see anybody that was that I related to. I would always connect with the black person because I, I, I recognized myself in them in a sense, but they would be gone so quick. It's always been a thing. 
And so as time gone has as time has gone on and I've gotten older and I've come to understand the game better and to understand the way that casting works and all of the ins and outs and everything and started to have these conversations about diversity. It was a big part of my life that I'm extremely passionate about because I want to see progress. I want to choose progress anytime that I can and seeing the culmination of all of that feel all of those feelings, all of that work that we've done over the past few years and really talking about these things and opening up conversations and trying to help push these conversations about diversity specifically in this community. It was overwhelming to see it blossom into this. And I know that we had the cookout last year, which also was that for me, I was it was super validating. But the end of that season did feel kind of icky at times. And there was there was just a lot of things and coming into this season, we didn't know how that was going to affect the black people that were coming into the house this season or the minorities in general that were coming into this season. And we saw a lot of mess come from it. But for it to culminate in in Taylor and Monty sitting in the final two and the first black woman being crowned, it was honestly one of the most gratifying, most just, oh, it was, it was really, really touching, like deep down in my spirit. And I'm so thankful for the experience. And I'm thankful that we've seen progress and that things are changing and these conversations are alive and well. And we're seeing the fruits of that labor. So for everyone who has talked and, and been through situations and shared their situations and been in the community and helped push narratives that are becoming like thank you because i think this is a a work that we've all done together and it has rippled through this community and i am so thankful i mean the beginning of every episode we talk about how we wanted to do this show from a different point of view we wanted to talk about what's really going on in this game because so many people looked beyond it and just tried to boil it down to the fact that it's a game but it truly is so much more than that and i can't wait to see where it goes in the future and i'm so thankful that Taylor Hale is holding this torch and pushing this game into the future and did it with intention and did it with her full heart and the most beautiful character this game has ever seen. And I could not have asked for a better winner. And as much as I love Tiffany Mitchell, and I think she's one of the greatest players that have played this game, I am feeling I'm feeling validated in the fact that she went out the way she did last season and didn't wasn't the winner of last season because I do think that Taylor is such a beautiful beacon of progress for this game and her being the first black winner the first her being the first black female winner of this game means a lot and I think that she's going to hold that space really strongly and to have these incredible other black women behind her supporting her this 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 I just, it's perfect. I couldn't ask for anything more. And I am completely satisfied. Like the satisfaction levels are very high. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, thank you. It's a lot, but I am so, so happy. So when it comes down to it, Taylor has won, but Monty lost. Do, why do you think Monty Amazing, lost? Because he deserved it. <laughs> True. I but do you so. do you think there was any way that he could have won yeah, other than I taking Turner? Um, 
I mean, even if he won over Turner, I would be like, what? You know? No, I don't want to think about him winning. I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, let's skip even, it. I just, I don't even want to think about him in a world where he won because, I, you know, I didn't want him to win. So right. if he would have taken Turner and he would have beat Turner, I would have been upset. If he would have beat um, Taylor, I would have been upset because, I mean, Taylor and Turner were like the people that I wish there would have been a scenario where Turner would have taken Taylor and it would have me been too. two in the final two and she would have still won. That would have been ideal for me. So Absolutely. I don't, I honestly don't even like to think of a world where Monty had a chance to win and I don't want to picture it and I don't want to make him feel Hallelujah. good about himself or anything. Nope, I'm out. I'm not in. Not, <laughs> not today. Absolutely. So we have reached the end of BB24 and Taylor Hale has won and this season is honestly one for the books. How do you feel about the season as a whole now? Because it's been, it's been tough for us. So it's like- It has. It's been ups and downs. I mean, look, I think this game, there needs to be some type of reboot. There needs to be something that changes it up. I, I can't keep doing seasons that are like the complete same i get we get different people but like something i don't know what it is but something about this game needs to change because i just feel like you just can't play it anymore the way it is yeah i feel like there's just something unplayable and like i feel like they need to change it up something needs to happen and they have 365 days or however (laughs) long to do it and they need to use that time wisely and come up with something that's gonna change this game for the better not just like one twist like i want something that's shocking something that really challenges them and like takes us to another level because i feel like we've had the same thing for all of these seasons now and at least since i've been watching it which was like what like 14 13 14 14 i need something different because i'm getting i'm getting bored I really hope that next season they do something, revamp it a little bit, make it new, make it fresh, make it everything in life needs to grow and change. And I think it's time for us to go from elementary to middle school or something, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. I think they need to take themselves more seriously. I think that they can take a long, hard look at the Taylor Hale story and see a lot of ways they can change this game and reformat things because the way that things are going are just not interesting and fun to watch anymore. Like it's, it's tough to do, to do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think there's a lot of promise in this, in this community, in this game. And I hope that they take it by the horns and figure something out um, because something does have to change. But now looking at this season, I it's hard for me because there's a lot of people that say like this is the best season ever. This is an incredible mm-hmm. season. But like I don't the look ending at was it. incredible. The season yeah. as a whole was not. And you know, it's it's weird because the season itself was very interesting. Like all of the outcomes were really unique and interesting and like took some some weird turns. And I I I acknowledge that, but there was not a lot of great gameplay. There was not and a lot of strategy. Fun. There, it was not very fun. It was nasty. The people were absolute garbage. So it's like, it's hard for me to say this was a good season because that's basically letting these people feel as if they did something right when I feel like each and every one of them did wrong, except for Taylor. Like everybody was trash. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to say that. But at the same time, knowing that Taylor won and watching it again, I feel like it might have 
awesome replay value. Like, I feel like I could watch this again knowing, (laughs) (laughs) but knowing that Taylor wins, I feel like it takes so much pressure off because I know that I'm barreling towards something beautiful. And so it makes everything worth it. And in that context, in that lens, I can understand this season being really great to watch again. So Mm -hmm. I'm really wrestling with how I feel about it and what the legacy of this season is going to be like, because moving forward, I think it's going to be one of the most important seasons that people talk about. And once it's, once we get to like season 35 or something again, like when this is in the past, shut up. When this is in the past, I feel like it's going to be still one that sticks out that we talk to talk about and tell people to watch. So I don't know how to, how to truly rate it because it's such a unique experience. The Taylor Hill story, I think, is one of the most special (laughs) things. The way you said it made me think of like E Hollywood true story or whatever. (laughs) Absolutely. It could be told like that. It could be a book. I I've always wanted to like write a book about a season of Big Brother that doesn't exist, but I feel like you could write what happened and it would be super interesting to read because there's so many nuances so many layers there's a lot going on here like i honestly think this season could be studied and like dissected i mean someone made like a fictional bachelor book you should make a fictional big brother book i've always wanted to do that i think it would be really fun um but it's just there's just so much you can dive into in all of this and Taylor's karma too. Like I, I want to interview Taylor's karma. Like I wish Taylor's karma was a real being and I could just be like, girl, come and talk to me and Zach, because we got questions. Why did you choose to go after Amira? Why did you, (laughs) I'm not scared because listen, Taylor's karma was having her back. I feel like God's shoulder, God's hand was on Taylor's shoulder. And I know that I'm good. I'm right with the Lord. I feel like (laughs) I would be Mm -hmm. all right with, with Taylor's karma. We would be, we would be, friends like she seemed real cool because she goes after the trash that i would want to go after so like girl Mm -hmm. we're on the same page we're on the same level let's let's sink let's talk it out i need to know the tea like that's really who needs an interview because she went through some things this season listen miss karma was really out here doing what needed to be done and did not let up did not stop until the the deed was done and honestly Listen, hats off. maybe we can interview her a little later, but give her a second to breathe. <laughs> She's been through a lot. You're right. She, take it, take sleeping. a vacation, sister. Mm-hmm. She on the cruise with Taylor. Taylor just takes her karma with her. <laughs> Come on, karma cruise. Come on. Listen, she deserves it too, because I've never seen anything like that. Like when Taylor said she was the blockbuster, she was not lying. If you went against her, you were gone. You were going to be slaughtered like like that meme that would go around when there was a new eviction and Taylor with her little uh, Grim Reaper thing just slaughtering mm-hmm. everybody as time goes on. Like it was not a game. This is a great experience, a terrible experience, but in retrospect. A great outcome. In retrospect, I think I'll look at it fondly and happily hate everybody. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Is there, do you have any other takeaways? Is there anything you feel about individual people or like anything that stands out to you, good or bad? I think Daniel may be my least favorite player that I've ever seen out of any of the seasons. I think I hate him more than I hate anyone who's ever played the game. Wow. Yeah. 
I highly dislike Daniel as well. I made the mistake of looking at his Twitter today, and that's what makes me like really mad. After was... like his stuff, I like went through it, and I was just like, I just really hate this person deep down. Like, I'm not even dislike. Like, I hate this person. Like, I should repent tonight for how much I hate him. <laughs> I feel the same way. I feel the same way about Terrence. I truly dislike oh, this I don't man. Hate him as much. I and dislike him, but I don't hate him. I, I do not like Terrence at all. Um, but Daniel, absolutely. I just hate the the way that he's handled all of this. He still hasn't like had any real remorse, had any real care. It's all been just nasty. No, so he's like making off. fun of it. It's a joke to him. It absolutely is. And then seeing him in a picture with Tajik, it was like, this is just so annoying. And I'm just like, I hate the fact that COVID happened when it did and it put Tajik at the center of this. And it's just so I just like stupid. don't like that people are still going, especially like my, like I was kind of like, I guess go get the full experience. All your friends are doing it. But I'm just like, you big brother super fans, you know, we hate Tajik. So why are you going there? You know, like, yeah. Go do something different. Go go on out to WeHo and have your night. You know, you don't need to go to his house. It's just a house. I swear. Like, it's, right. it's not even, is it even still his house? Like, is he Who in an apartment so. now? I don't know. Like, I'm just like, leave that man alone and go do something fun. Like, why? And there's a part of me. With him? There's a part of me that at least this time it makes a little more sense because Tajik was on Celebrity Big Brother. So he's a part of the Big Brother world now. But it's like, no, they need if anything, to bring that makes it worse because he was fucking horrible on that show. Absolutely like, true. Literally canceled. So why are we still hanging around him? Why do we still give this like problematic person a chance to be in photos with these people that are just played the game? Why do we give like, why are we going there? There are so many nice houses in Los Angeles. I swear you can find another one absolutely like, i will pay for it like i'll get you an airbnb <laughs> for the night y'all can go party just stay the fuck away from todrick i fully Stop agree giving him a platform and and knowing what he's done and how he is as a person and still finding it comfortable to go over there and be in the presence it doesn't make sense to me and i just hate the fact that we don't we don't build boundaries around people we don't take people from what they've given us and shown us who they are mm-hmm. and position ourselves in places where we feel comfortable being around people and because who you are around is a representation of what you allow so if you're around people who are trash and who have done things it's like you're you're clearly comfortable allowing these things and i would have been on big brother you would not catch me at todrick's after and even if i went to todrick's no pictures allowed (laughs) you will not get a picture of me in todrick's house i'll start taking pictures pictures with you once we get to what is it rocco's or whatever in weho like take pictures of me there but todrick's house no sir and i was invited to go last night and i was like yeah i was like i'm not going by who I'm not gonna say on here, but I'm. I was like, I'm not going. Like, I, I just would not feel comfortable going to this man's house. Judged you so hard. I would have judged myself and not telling me. I see a picture of you at (laughs) Todrick's, y'all. I'm exposing him. We're gonna have exposed BBT North. Fake, fake. I would never. I would never do that Mm -hmm. because I just. I'm just not the kind of person that can be fake and then go kiki with someone and like act like nothing's wrong. Like 
if, 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 uh, if you're in my face and I have a problem with you, I have to address that and let you know before I move forward because I just feel I don't like feeling phony. I don't I don't have to address it with you because I don't feel the need to move forward. I'm like someone like if I really don't like you, I just don't like you. And I'm sorry. Like, we don't need to talk about it. I don't need to be around you. Have a good life. Bye. Like, there's just so many other things to do in life. And I wish that those people would do something else besides Todrick. Because what's he going to do? He's just going to get you in trouble. Go do something else. And, you know, I get it. You're having a place to have this party, especially because they're apparently not doing it at CBS, which hopefully next year they're able to do an actual um rap party so there's a place for them to go and they don't have to go to Tajik's well, because CBS is probably like we ain't got to pay money they just go to Tajik's <laughs> fine save the money right but uh, I don't I don't even it's it's so annoying but at least you know I didn't see a ton of content from last night which I was cool with like I honestly don't care I did see like the the Joseph and Taylor stuff was really cute and I like the fact that Joseph was playing along with it being like oh I'm so happy to be out of the house I'm just walking around following all of these chips and like mm-hmm. stuff like that like that was cute but other than that I'm I'm just not interested in any of these people. I don't care about their lives. I don't want to see them ever again. If it's not Michael or Taylor or maybe Turner and um, whoever I was just talking about a second ago, Joseph, um, I'm not interested. Um, but speaking of Turner, I was cracking up at the tweet he tweeted right before we started recording. <laughs> and he posted a picture of uh, Monty and Taylor doing a fist bump in front of him, like oh, him yeah. in the center. And he was like, I should have known and I should have seen it coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, maybe Turner will be actually kind of fun on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I want him to address what his sister said. I do too. I'm interested if he's going to say anything about that and what his mm-hmm. thoughts are about what his perception was in the community before he even went into the house. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to Marvin, who was removed from the cast, because (laughs) this would have been a completely different season without Joseph. And I'm so thankful that Joe was on this season. um, Because maybe maybe you can be in the house next year, Marvin, with the loud girl. (laughs) Did you see she had T-shirts now? I was like, girl. (laughs) God, They got clowns on them, too. (laughs) They got loud. Loud. Does it really? Yes. <laughs> Maybe I want one. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Loud. Loud. She's going to come back eventually. Hilarious. I'm sure they'll get to play at some point. Maybe they can do like a reject season. They did All Stars. Now they get the rejects. <laughs> All the people Maybe. that almost made it. That could be interesting. I don't know. I'm I'm open to whatever Big Brother wants to throw away, and I hope that it's thoughtful and good. I'd love to see some cast twists. We haven't had a real cast twist in a long time. I actually was having a conversation with my mom today because I was like, if if they were ever doing like a, a partner season, would you ever do Big Brother with me? And I had never, ever thought about that before. But mm-hmm. the thought of be, playing it with my mom would be so interesting um i don't know to me i would not want to play nothing with my family i me and mom i think we would do a good job she's such a people person even though they would know we were related because we look similar but i just i don't know it would be really cool but i want to see more twists like that i want to see siblings or something like like cast twists i need i need that we haven't had it in a long time like a real one Mm -hmm. 
but whatever comes our way, we've made it through yet another season, and I can't believe it. We've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> like, I know. it's been a lot. It could be my last one, but we'll see. Lord, we'll see. But you've been saying that for a long time also, so we'll no see. Promises, but as we go on, we <laughs> remember all the good times. Or whatever. What yeah, the, that's what all wrong. Time? All the times we had together. Oh, all the times we had <laughs> together. She's like, yes. uh, see, look, she said all the times. So she, she was probably talking about some bad times, too. She exactly. See, I always thought she was talking about some good times, but now she's probably like, I remember those horrible times, bitch. <laughs> but you can't get to some of the good times without those horrible times. So we got to remember all the times we had together. So, because ups and downs, side to side, we need all of it. It's been fun, guys. So, yes, y'all. Big Brother 24, what a wild ride. Truly an experience. <laughs> Might even ride something else. Oh, um, <laughs> also, Taylor was on the talk today, and she was so just like she was just such a ray of sunshine. She answered the questions with such happiness, and just like she just it was such a cool thing to see her on there. And I really hope that she gets these uh sponsorships with Lay's. I hope that she has things that she can do. I think that she's in a position where it makes sense for her more so than I think it's ever made sense for somebody who's one big brother to be accepted into doing different things because I really feel like this has been a human experience for her. And it's uh -huh. easy for people to connect to someone who they can relate to on a human level beyond how many HOHs you won, like how you played this game that's only really matters in the context of the big brother world. but. The Taylor story really can live anywhere. And I think that everybody has had a front row seat to see a beautiful human being really go through ups and downs and experience trauma and find their way through it and find their way out on the other side, a better person and win $800,000. Like, I, I really hope that she can find a great space for herself. And I can't wait to see what's next for her because I will be checking for Taylor Hale. That is, that's my girl. That is, we, we lucked out with that one. We really did. But here we are, y'all. It has been a wild ride, a wild season. And very hey, interesting. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, this might be his last season, y'all. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to get this done so you can see Jupiter. All right, Jupiter. I'm on my way, girl. Jupiter. So, yes, y'all, we appreciate all of the love and all that you have supported us with over the past few years, over the past few years. And we thank you. And we hope that you have enjoyed listening. And hopefully we'll be back next year or whenever. Who knows what the next Big Brother thing is going to be. But hopefully not until next summer. I don't think there's going to be anything that we're going to really, that's going to be in our way. There's no celebrity to think about. And like, it might just be a good thing. But we also can just do some fun episodes. Like if you ever want to record, like we used to do, just do one-off episodes just to, you know, say what's up to the people and talk about what's going on in our worlds. We've always wanted to do our Pisces pod. So mm -hmm. who knows? Um, but yeah, do you have anything left to say, Zachary? 
I'm ready for bed. <laughs> You're so annoying. Well, thank you no, guys. No, for- no, I'm not dying. Okay, good, good, good. What do you um, have? Uh, no, I've had fun this season. It's been rough. Um, just mentally in a different place than where I was when I started this podcast. But I do genuinely enjoy talking to you and getting to talk through things with you and the show and just kiki for like an hour and a half two hours every week like I do really enjoy it um and I'm just thankful for you and I'm thankful to everyone who listens and I appreciate it I'm thankful for you too and this season was difficult logistically life we had a lot going on but you know I love you and I am so thankful that you always have my back and we're always in this together and beyond We're anything all else. We're in this together. <laughs> I don't know the words. Yeah, that's it. High School we Musical, girl. We can do girls. it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get through it. Period. Won't she do it? Won't she do it? <laughs> Remix. Um, yeah, it's... It's a lot. There's a lot going on. But I mean, we really are in such different places now than we were when we started this podcast. We've covered so much ground. Like we have so many hours of us talking about the most random things. And that is so special to me. And here we are at the end of another season. I wonder what our first podcast sounds like. It sounds a mess. But I need to go back and listen to that. Hilarious. BB19. It was a time. Like, I feel like I would cringe. Definitely some cringeworthy stuff. And I don't know. There was, we did our best. And the, the first, like the first, when it first started, we were just trying to figure out what this was going to be, how this was going to work. So I don't know. But we've, we definitely have come a long way. And I'm honestly extremely proud of this podcast because I do think it has been such a, a special space because there were not many spaces back then where people were actually giving the time to talk about things that really mattered and to really dive into things but also have a good time and be foolish and be fun like i think we have a great chemistry and balance when it comes to those things so i i love this space it's i cherish it in such a a real way so anyway thank you guys for tuning in to julie girl a big brother podcast if you enjoy what you hear please like and subscribe and tell your big brother friends about us and what we be talking about and what we be going through <laughs> and you know you can't catch bb24 but you can go and watch it on paramount plus now because it's going to be on there forever and <laughs> yeah so until next time i don't know what next time looks like or what's ahead but we'll we'll stay in touch and you can follow us on twitter i'm at bb team north and you can find Zach at Zach Types. And we're around. Slide into DMs and send out some tweets. You know, whatever. We, we're here. Long live Taylor Hale because, ooh, what a time to be alive, I tell you. She's beauty and she's grace. Mm. <laughs> Period. This big brother states. <laughs> Goodbye, Zach. Bye. (laughs) Y'all have a good one. Until next time. Adios. Julie girl. Julie. Julie. Julie girl. Hey, Julie girl. Julie girl. Julie girl. Julie girl.
Julie girl. Julie girl, Julie girl. Okay, Julie girl. Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie girl. Hey. Julie girl, Julie girl. Julie girl, Julie. Hey.